All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk. We have Nathaniel Brown, and he is the founder of This Functional Life and Wellness. He's a personal brand that's developed towards helping and teaching and leading others into new perspective. He practices what's called perspective coaching, and he's able to actively identify and listen to your story and tell you how you can see differently so that you can gain access to the secrets and lessons within your experiences. After many years of dealing with anger, mistrust, hurt, betrayal, insecurity, and misidentity, he has taken his own advice and dug deep into his childhood traumas. He discovered that most of his interpersonal and relational issues stemmed from unaddressed pain of an inappropriate sexual encounter as a child. Nathaniel started doing deep work, working on shifting his perspective and working on being truthful about his pain, the work of reintegrating from the child into the man. And his mission is to lead as many people as he can out of the dark cloud of their old story and to live in their new truth. Nathaniel believes that the most important thing you can do for your future is to take a step now. And I think that aligns so perfectly with what's going on in the world around us. So I am pumped for this. This is going to be fire. So Nathaniel, yeah. take it away, man. Tell us your story. Yeah, man. Uh, so I grew up in South Carolina, um, which would be sort of one of those areas, the, the Confederate state, right? One of those Confederate states, the South Southern states. So I grew up in the early 80s. I was born in 1981, July the 1st. And uh, so I'm about 39 years old uh, <laughs> as of last week. Grew up in the South. Didn't really, did, can't say that I experienced a lot of racism. My story is one of uh, very humble beginnings. My parents and I, we did not have a lot of money, but we had everything we need. My dad was a mechanic and he was a hard worker and he did the best he could as far as fathering me as the young man that I was being developed into. Started into school, relatively a happy-go-lucky type child. Um, around about eight or nine years old, I had an encounter with a family member of mine that changed everything, shifted my perspective on life. It walled me away from uh, the the known world at that time it sh totally shut me off. Uh, at that moment, I had a lot of flood of feelings, a flood of emotions that I didn't know what to do with because they were kind of unlocked inappropriately. They were unlocked uh, prematurely. So I had to navigate light, life as an eight-year-old, a nine-year-old child, um, not understanding why I felt different. I felt things differently. I was sort of like the black sheep, if you want to call it that, uh, in, in my group. I didn't I didn't mesh with a lot of people. I wasn't in the in crowd. I was the oddball. I was relatively quiet, um, off to myself. Um, di didn't like getting into fights, but I was very angry. Um, so I lashed out in different ways. Um, uh, my mother tells me that after a certain point, she can tell a shift in me, and I never told her about what was going on. Um, so I grew up into my teenage years, uh, still dealing with uh, all of the pain of that, which led into a lot of childhood uh, night terrors. So I suffered literally from night terrors for almost 35 years. I literally had waking up in the middle of the night, screaming at the top of my lungs, things attacking me, attaching themselves to me, fighting off things in the night. Grew up in church. So I, my perspective was, oh, well, you just read the Bible and, 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 and cast out the devil and that's it. Well, it wasn't working. So I was frustrated with religion. I was frustrated with family because I couldn't talk to them. I was frustrated with friends. I was frustrated with neighbors because talking to them, there was no secrecy. There was no, um, there was no collaborative effect to kind of help me. There was more of it was gossip and it needed to be told. So my story was not vaulted with anyone that I could trust. So that led to, am I worth anything? Am, am, am I just not good enough for life? My dad, I would, I would venture to say that he, when I say he did the best he could, he didn't have a father. So his way of fathering was very detached. 
um, emotionally. Um, not until recent years was he able was he able to reconnect with that emotional side of him as a father. But it was more hard taskmaster because that's all he knew. He knew the streets. He knew how hard life was. So he he built that identity into me. So I grew up not really knowing who Nathaniel is by himself. I grew up modeling and mirroring the personalities and values of other people, trying to assimilate versus being back into myself and really coming out of that, uh, going into that, you know, reinventing myself, I'll call that, that reintegration. Last year, actually 2019, summer, June of 2019, so right about a year ago, I, um, I stumbled upon this online meditation thing, right? Uh, who, you know, I just do some, sometimes I just do these things. It's about 15, 15, 20 minutes. And uh, I don't know why I stopped. Something stopped me. I was sitting in my, in my um, recliner in my bedroom Something kind of stopped me in my tracks. I was listening to this young, this young, uh, this lady speak, and her voice was tugging at something. I can feel like this heat in the center of my chest, right at what I would call the the, the heart chakra, the energy center where the love uh, it flows from. So I felt this heat like pulsing as she was talking, and I knew I needed to stop and listen. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna do it. So I let her lead me into this meditation. When I closed my eyes, I literally went down a spiral stairway through a door. And when I walked out the door, I was in front of my house in the 1980s, in the early wow. 90s. And it was the grown man, me, walking into my house. It's empty. And the only one is, is in the house is an eight-year-old boy that's myself sitting in an empty room on a box spring with his head in his lap and his, his hands in his lap and his head down. And there's no one around him, feeling completely alone, completely abandoned. And I went to this child, literally looked him in the face and let him know, I love you. I appreciate you. You're wanted. You're valuable. All of these things that he, that I didn't hear as a child, that I don't remember hearing as a child because the trauma was too great. And eventually this child began to trust me in that moment and grabbed me by the hand. So we locked hands. We walked outside. He hadn't been out the house. We walked out into the street. And when I got into the street in front of the house, I assured him that he would never go, be back here again. And I'm, I'm in this moment, man. I'm like, tears are rolling down my face. I walked into the street, back through the door and back up the spiraling stairwell where I have walked out of the door at the top of the stairwell and I'm not in my room anymore. I'm at the driveway in front of my house. And in my, in holding hands with me is this little eight, nine year old boy. And we're looking at my new home. We had just built this home that we're living in right now. And I told him, you're home now. And I toured him through all the rooms in the house we are back on the driveway and I'm not holding the boy in my hand in, in my hand anymore. He literally walks inside of me. This reintegration thing is real for me. That was the beginning of uh, a deeper level of healing. Counseling couldn't do that. No religion could have done that. I had to go within. That's, that whole thing, that healing happened within me. So I decided years ago that I wanted to help people but I know I knew that my skill set, people want to have like, you know, accolades and, you know, what is your certification? Well, um, after 30 some odd years of night terrors, being sexually abused as a child, being mentally, verbally, so like psychologically abused, I think I'm qualified. That more than qualifies me because school couldn't teach me any of that stuff that life taught me. So I use that, my experiences to help people see things from a different perspective. Once that integration happened, I'm able to see things a little bit different. I can see my father's pain now. I can see my mother's pain. 
I can see my 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 family's pain. The person that did that did the the event that involved me in that event. I asked myself the question. The perspective is how much pain was this person in that they felt they needed to express that with me? So that is sort of like where I am now. It's like okay, I want to ask harder questions, more powerful questions. And and one question shouldn't lead you to an answer. It should lead you to a more powerful question. You know, asking deeper, power, deeper, more powerful questions is the process of the journey. It's the unfolding of reality. And it, if we ever get to the point point where we actually think we know, then we stop living. We stop appreciating the ebb and flow, the up and down of how reality uh, would like to take us by the hand and lead us into something. So that is like the the nuts and bolts. Of, of where I've been and where I am. And what right now, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm more happy than I've ever been. Um, I, I, I have a new outlook on life. I've had a new outlook on life for the last 10 years, but it became more real last year with that integration process. I got my childhood back. So I'm, I know how to play now. And just to top that off with a cherry on top, I had an experience in a, in a very like altered state, state of consciousness uh, about a week ago where I was in this space and I was looking at my dad and it was me, but I was looking at him inside of him. And I, I literally began to speak to him in this moment. And I said a poem to him, wherever it came from, I don't know. I just, it was just something to say, but I'm, I'm tears are rolling down my face. And I said, it's all right. It's okay. You're all right. You're okay. Nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong. Now run along and play, run along and play. And that was, that's become my mantra. Now it, it's my new mantra. It's like, let's just play. Let's just play. Let go and play. We spent what would be an entire interview just doing that intro, but that is powerful. <laughs> and so we're going to do a two-part series on yours. So okay. we're going to have part one where we do that, and then I'm going to break into part two where we actually get to questions. Okay.